Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I am your host. And today I have a very famous actress on the show that I actually um, had the great honor of being an extra in a movie that she filmed with my buddy Glenn Morshower. Um, and I just got to be in the background. <laughs> but anyway, I have Kimberly Gale Williams on today. She is absolutely amazing. So do me a favor and go on ahead and share this out with everybody you know right now. And let's give Kimberly a big welcome as soon as we come back. See you in a minute. And we're back. Let me bring Kimberly on. Kimberly, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. It's an honor to have you here. You're amazing. <laughs> there is Joe Ingram. He says he's heard of Glenn. Joe was almost instrumental in introducing Glenn and I. <laughs> Joe hates it when I say that. But Oh, well, he tried to introduce Glenn and I, and um, I think Glenn was busy at the time or something. And then later, Bob, a guy named Bob Donnell actually got through. <laughs> so uh, anyway, um, she looks like that lady in that Glenn movie. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I that wonder why. So, <laughs> so, so um, Kimberly. Thank you for being on today. I, I started this show over five years ago now, and it was to literally to help people have a breakthrough in life to get unstuck. And, um, you know, we all have a story and we all have our ups and downs in life. And um, so I am looking forward to hearing your story. There's Danielle. She's she's amazing. Um, so, so tell me, start, start by telling everybody where you were born and raised. I was born in Kennett, Missouri, and I was raised, uh, many different places, Oregon when I was real young and then back to Missouri and then up to Chicago. And that's where I spent most of my formative years from like third grade through college it was up in the Chicago area. Oh, wow. In the city or a suburb? No, the suburbs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Chicago's suburbs. huge. Yeah. Almost as big as Dallas, Fort Worth. Almost. <laughs> yeah. So um, th is that where you went to high school then up in the Chicago? Mm-hmm. Okay. Wheeling High School. And then I went to college in Northern Illinois University and got a degree in uh, elementary ed and special ed. And wow. uh, yeah, I spent way wow. too many winters up there and decided around the age of, well, about 23 to move down to Texas out of the snow and uh, met my wow. husband down here 
and I've kind of been here besides moving overseas later on and then coming back. We've been in Texas ever since. Really? And what part of Texas are you in? Do I know that? Yeah, Dallas area. Yeah. Oh, are you? Okay. Okay. Yes. Close so, to so, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So, so you live, you moved at 23, like you were a single woman that just said, Hey, I'm out of here. That's about right. It, this is a long time ago. So you had to spray Freon. It was, if it was cold outside, if it was winter, you had to spray Freon in your lock of your car. You had to, you know, yeah. chip all the ice off. You had to take a light out of it because you had to use a light in the motor at night so the oil wouldn't freeze. And so right. just to go to work, which as a teacher, just to go to work took me, you know, 45 minutes to an hour just to get my car ready to go to work. So finally I was like, why am I doing this? I called my mom and dad. I said, do you know anybody in Texas? Cause you know, or somewhere that's warmer. And they knew a pastor down here in Texas. And so I came and stayed with them for a couple of weeks, found a job, found a place to live and the rest is history. But why Texas? Because they knew a pastor down here. So it was a way That's to just kind of get introduced. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wow. No mm -hmm. other reason. Mm -mm. I mean, it could have been Florida, Arizona. Had they known somebody in Florida, I would have married someone else, right? <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so so you, um, you found yourself in Texas at 23 years old. Um, and, and where did the, did you, did you come down here and instantly become an actress? What, what did you do? No, no. Uh, I got a job as a teacher, <clears throat> teaching junior high special ed. And when my husband and I got married, I was 24 when we got married and immediately he got transferred. He was an oil accountant and immediately he got transferred to Bahrain. So Bahrain, Bahrain. Bahrain. Little Bahrain. island next to Saudi Arabia. So, yeah. you know, I had to look it up too because I had no idea where it was. And yeah. uh, we started there. I I could have possibly taught at the American school, but I right away got pregnant. And so I was sick. But I did, interestingly, for about two months, maybe, I uh, tutored the Amir's nephew, one of his nephews. Wow. <laughs> so I know. They would wow. pick me up in their little, you know, their car and go take me to tutor him. What was, what was the, um, why did you get into, um, <laughs> Joe says that sounds like a pain in the bah. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it that, that, um, why did you get into special ed? You know, I, my, my brother is now in heaven, but um, he died last year, but he had oh, some special needs. I'm so sorry. He had some special needs. And over the years I had, you know, when I was younger, I, I was in contact. One of my best friends was deaf. She's still one of my good friends. Um, wow. So I think I was just, you know, life just kind of brought me with people that had some special needs. And I'm like, wow, I want, I want to help these people feel accepted and loved and seen and all those things. And I think that's just what got me in that. But unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, I don't know. It depends upon how you look at it. Um, I really haven't used my education publicly oh. since 
since then. So it's been more just, you know, one-on-one or yeah. we ended up homeschooling because we lived overseas. And so we homeschooled forever. And um, so anyway, your initial question was something about when did I get into acting? It wasn't now, until what? I was 50. <laughs> really? Yes. When you got into acting? Mm-hmm. So you've only been doing it for about six months. Right, right. <laughs> wow. We won't tell everybody how old I am, right? No, I don't want to tell. Way. My hair was dark brown when I started. Right. In acting? Yes. Wow. Look so what now- Dennis, Dennis says. He's a friend of, of mine and Glenn's. Um, special needs people help us way more than we can ever help them. I totally agree. Totally. That's so awesome. Did you know that Bridget is on here? Hello, Bridget. <laughs> All right. Quiet on the set. That's right. What do you say? It's time to rock and roll. What do you say, Bridget? Time, type it. I've forgotten already. I, I forget what she says. All I remember is quiet on the set. It's classic. So, 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 um, so you moved to Bahrain and how long were you there? Uh, two and a half years. Then we ended up moving to Hong Kong and what? then to Singapore, no, to Australia, then to Singapore. Then we moved home. I had three more children. We have five. Uh, they're all grown, obviously. And then back to Singapore again. And then we've been in Texas ever since. Wow. So how long it were was you fun, out of fun, Texas? Fun. Yeah, I'm sure. How how long were you out of Texas? Approximately 10 years, approximately. Mm-hmm. Living abroad. Yes. Wow. That's in many different cultures, world. and I loved it. I, I, Dennis, I Dennis lives in China. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know Dennis? I don't. Okay. And if yeah, I do, I'm lives. sorry, Dennis. <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, when you got to, I'm I'm curious because Bahrain is a Mus- a Muslim country, right? Mm-hmm. So when you got there, did you have to wear the as a woman? No, no. It's it's at least at the time we were there, which is a long time ago, um, yeah. forty years ago. Gosh, no, not quite. Almost forty. Uh, wow. No, they were fairly. Uh, more of a western islamic culture so okay if you were an expat which is what i was um as long as i kept like my elbows covered and my knees covered i was fine <laughs> so that was wow. easy to do you know like those longer skirts were were in style the ones that went right over your knee and so it wasn't hard to do wow. i i enjoyed it we had a, our first baby there my mom was here. She wasn't going to travel because she hates airplanes. So I had to do all that by myself, but it was a great experience. And um, I wow. would take Matthew down to the souk, which is their market and shop. And everybody just loved him. He was blonde headed and they would just rub his head and give him treats and give him homemade bread. That's in these big brick ovens. That's delicious that I still miss. Um, wow. It was a great experience. That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Did you know that it's illegal to sing on the streets publicly in Singapore? I did not know that. I'm glad I didn't get I arrested. Just, I just learned that a couple of days ago. I saw it on TikTok or Instagram. Why? Or 
what's I don't the, know. What's the reasoning for that one? Why even call it Singapore? Oh, is this a joke now? It's, no. No. No, it's, it's not a joke. I literally saw this on Instagram or something. I'm like, why wouldn't you call it Be Quiet Apoor or something? Like so that. it's, yeah, No Sing La Apoor. It's like, we, no, you're not allowed to sing publicly or something. Yeah, you know um, that you have to, if you're going to speak Singlish, because they speak English, they're trying to get oh. Mandarin back in the country because over a couple of generations, they've kind of, the children have lost their Mandarin. So they're putting Mandarin back in the schools, but they speak English. And uh, so we call it sing. Everybody calls it Singlish. They call it Singlish too. And <laughs> they have this thing where at the end of, sentences or something a lot of times they'll add law so it's like if they if i made a joke they're like oh you're so funny law <laughs> really yes so so um wow. so yeah so no no sing law poor <laughs> wow it's literally yeah I, and i'm it was funny but anyway so that's just a really random fact but uh, talk about when um, when you came. So you came back to the U.S. You said you were gone for ten years. You came back to Texas. Um, what did you do? What? Where? I mean, you had five kids. The did last just, time we did, came back, because we came back and forth, but the last time we returned for good, because he he quit the company he was working for. Um, we okay. started building homes. Then, um, yeah. I, I was still homeschooling. The homeschooling bug had bit me. So yeah. my oldest, our oldest went into a private school because I didn't know how to do high school. And, right. um, and then the rest of them, I continued homeschooling until I got part of groups and stuff. And then I could, you know, we could share the biology because I wasn't going to dissect cow eyeballs and things like that, nor would I know how. Um, so, you know, that, and then, so I was busy doing that. And at church, like I did always do something creative, either puppet ministry or the skits for VBS or the skits for ladies ministry, but I never took it serious. You know, I mean, right. it was just fun. Right. Right. And yeah. So I think I've always had my hand in the arts, but I was busy raising kiddos and that was my first love. And I, and I'm glad I did it. When and and you said that you started acting at fifty. Did you have any kids at home still? I okay. had two or three still at home, but they were okay. nearly grown. And one right. of them was taking acting classes, and I had to take her. I think she was fifteen or sixteen. Maybe she was sixteen, but it was nighttime, and I didn't want her driving at night or something. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so that's when I I kept like wanting to direct her on the way home, which you should never do, by the way, mothers don't ever do that. Um, right. But I've I just felt like I know what I'm doing here. And by that time I was also helping to coach um, interp in speech and debate for our homeschool groups. And okay. so I kind of felt like I kind of instinctually kind of knew what to do. And so I'm like, I'm just going to take this class too. And she was all right with it. And then of course the bug bit me. Really? Yeah. And right away, like Lynn, I was so fortunate. Linda McAllister came to class one night and on the way to the bathroom, our bathroom break, she just said, you know, I'd consider signing you, but it has to be a career, not just a hobby. And so we had some conversations and I was wow. very fortunate. 
because she's look one who, of the look who's on here. We have a, a big time producer watching. Ken. Hey, I know Ken. Hey, Ken. Ken Ray. Ray. So, so um it's not Ken, it's Ray. That's right. It's Ray. That's right. Yeah. Ken Ray, you need to change your name on Facebook to just Ray. To Ray Ken, please. <laughs> Because that's the second time I've made that mistake. I'm like, no, that's not his name. That's weird. Oh, it's weird. I know. I know. Um, so so um, you were 50 years old and the bug, like, see, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I don't get the bug. Um, <laughs> I don't, I because I don't have, I, it's just not something I've ever really desired. I had fun coming out there and being a part of that, but. Um, it was, it was a blast and, you know, um, but it's not something that I was like, I gotta do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> it's not, you know, so how did that happen for you? What, what was it about being an actress, actor, actress, um, that was so, um, interesting for you? What was it about it that like, made you go i gotta do this well i will tell you the the moment it happened i mean and i'll try not and that try. was a great dramatic pause you just did there by the way okay. <laughs> um it was vacation bible school at church and i do that i did that in the past every year i'm too old now it's too hot outside <laughs> And it was an out, we were outside and the whole like parking lot was set up like a first century village. And um, I was playing the Mary who finds that Jesus has risen. She, she went to the empty tomb. And if you know the story, uh, Peter, one of the apostles had den just denied Jesus three times. And so when the angel tells Mary, you know, he's risen and tell Peter that he's risen. It's like, it was like a special thing. And I don't remember exactly what our lines were or anything like that. But I just remember that the man who was playing Peter in the VBS skit, and, and this was outside, it was live. All the little kids are around, all the parents are around, the other teachers are around. And the guy who played Peter, um, he would tell you he has a past, okay? And so for him to be forgiven of doing, of denying Christ was a, like, it was personal. And I remember, you know, walking through the crowds, where's Peter? Where's Peter? I have something to tell him. And you know, the little kids, blah, blah, blah. And you're just doing the skit, right? And when I looked yeah. at him in his eyes, I started crying because mm. I knew how much this actually meant to him. And so the word, like I was very talking to Peter at that moment. And I could wow. peripherally see the teachers tearing up, the parents tearing up. All the kids had stopped their activity and they were like staring at me. And when I got done and went back in the church building, I was like, you know, whatever. I thought, okay, God, because I had already taken classes. It's like, okay, if this is, if this is a gift you have given me, I'm compelled, excuse me, I'm compelled to use it. Because if it's gonna if it's gonna bring people in, if I can somehow tell a good message, even if I have to play the bad guy, you know, but the message is compelling, I want to be part of storytelling like that. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, it was toxic. I, I got to say, I was three feet from you probably in the church scene in the grumpy old Santa movie where um, you turn around and and apologize and and the tears like you're so good like it was it was brilliant this this one particular scene you did was absolutely it was so good and and you're good at it so congratulations that's yeah. awesome yeah. yeah yeah it's awesome so 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 what are what are some of the things that you've you've done i mean i know obviously <laughs> grumpy old santa which is not out yet um no. but hopefully will be released this fall um what what are some of the other other things that you've done i know you're part of glenn's acting school um but what are some of the other things you've done as an actress uh quite a few independent films and um some commercials but the roles, if you want to know about character roles, I've played, yeah. I've played um, the cougar, which is <laughs> very, wow. very unlike me. I'm very happily married for almost 40 years. But, um, you know, I have boundaries. So uh, there and it was a Christian show. So like they yeah. had boundaries, too. So yeah, my, husband sure. was like, my husband was like, OK, it's all right. If you, as long as you have boundaries. <laughs> Right. He's outside mowing right now. And I'm like, the timing, honey, of mowing the grass right now. But anyway. I know. That's funny. Can you hear it? I can't hear it. No, okay, no, good. Good. no, no. And I played, you know, grandma, mom, teacher, like everything. Um, one of the most, I would say, like emotional roles besides the grumpy old Santa one where, you know, I'm really a very discontent woman um, yeah. and continue to be discontent and then finally go, oh, man, this is not getting anybody anything any place good, yeah. which is basically the scene that you're talking about. But the other film is called Popcorn and Chocolate. It was a short film. We actually, uh, um, the prize it's in Louisiana. They actually picked it up. We were in that running for that. We didn't get the prize, but we were in the running, but my son dies in Iraq or Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. He dies in Afghanistan. So it starts out with me, crying at the funeral and it's outside and they actually had real military guys and the, you know, the 21 gun salute thing. It was like so emotional, but it was, it was a good little movie, but I, that role was meaty for me and I enjoyed it. Wow. That's and I had people at the prize come up to me because you have to see everything if you're going to vote and they would see it come up to me on the street. They would see me and they go, Oh, 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 that's exactly how I felt. I lost my son in whatever war, or I lost my son in a car accident, and that's how I felt. So that means a lot to me. Yeah, yeah. But what is the, I mean, obviously being the mother of, you said five children. Wow. Um, that's probably your favorite job of all time, <laughs> I would I would imagine. Well, you know, as Being anybody knows, if you got five kids or any amount of kids, it's not always your favorite. But yeah, it's the most. Right. Uh, I, I would say I'm the most proud of that job. Yeah. Yeah, that's because awesome. they always they all and, turned out to be wonderful adults. I'm very proud of each one of them, and that wasn't all my doing. That's them. They made good choices. Look, um, Ken Ray, <laughs> I can't, can't Ray. We need to talk 
I'm kidding. Right, we need to um, talk. Kim- Kimberly knocked it out of the park in Grumpy Old Santa. It's very, very true because um, for those watching right now, Kimberly plays Glenn Morshower's ex-wife in the movie. And she, she, it's so, I, you go from home wrecker to home wrecker, <laughs> attempted home wrecker. It's, uh, very watch unhappy the movie, movie, you'll understand. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Very unhappy just, woman. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you play, you did, you did play the role so, so well. Um, and, and, you know, I, I mean, I was there, I got to witness it at least a, a couple of times. Um, so, so talk about what was life. I, I want to go back for a minute because I, I, I always wonder, you know, what is it in childhood that, that pushes us as adults in the direction that we end up going as adults, um, what what was it in your life who was it was there an event was there was it people parents um that kind of made you who you ended up becoming as an adult well obviously obviously your parents are instrumental in that and yeah. uh, my parents um precious people. My mom's about to be 89. My dad's about to be 91. Wow. They're still alive. They're still wow. active. They're still loving on people and being great examples to other people. And so, you know, you kind of, you have, you have a bar set for yourself. Right. So, you know, so as far as, you know, your character and your values and all those kinds of things, I inherited those. And then decided when you get to a place, you know, where you have to make your own decision, I decided, oh, I can see how those will be beneficial for me. So I will keep those, you know, I might have to get rid of that little one, but I'll keep all these. And um, so, yeah, they were very instrumental. Now, I will say as far as um, creative outlets, my my dad um has done a lot of mission work over the years. He was in, he was in business, but he, right. he has been a speaker in front of people. So I, I would watch that, you know, so that was, you know, you know, I, you don't have to be afraid to be in front of people. And I, I think I kind of inherited that. And then my mother, like anything I was in, you know, so I was in new dawns, which was a, a swing choir. If I was in a play in junior high, my mom was there. Now, High school, I had a horrible audition experience and was not in any play in high school and thought I will never be an actress for as long as I live. But, right. you know, <laughs> but yeah, that, my parents, that didn't really stick, did it? <laughs> well, it, well, it stuck for a while, yeah, <laughs> except in church, right. you know, I do that, but yeah, right. But so, yeah, very so your, your parents kind of pushed you now, were you? You were you homeschooled or no? No. No. And actually, I was one of those mothers that when somebody said, you know, we need to homeschool, because we had bomb threats at the America School. That's how it started. We were in Singapore and it was during the first Gulf War and they were having bomb threats. So I'm like, you know, I'm a teacher. I can teach kindergarten. I'll yeah. go get some materials. I'll teach my son kindergarten. Right. And um, but no, I thought all homeschoolers were survivalists up in the mountain and crazy people. And so I wasn't interested at all. Um, you mean they're not? 
Pardon me? They're not. They're not all like that. I don't know. I might want to be a survivalist in the mountains now. That kind of sounds fun for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, no. So, but but it just, it ended up being really beneficial for us because we were overseas back and forth. Yeah. And so yeah. it, it was it was good for us. Did you come back and did you come back to the U.S. and visit at all when you were living overseas? Yeah, okay. they would give you a home leave every like for a month out of every year. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so when you um, decided that, and you were living in the Dallas area when you decided to become an actress mm -hmm. um, and that's, that was like, Hey, I'm going to, this is going to be my new full-time gig. I'm committing. I loved wow. it so much. Like it, that's wow. why I say it bit me. Like I really loved it so much. I'm thinking I can't think of anything else I would rather do with the second half of my life because I plan to live till I'm 100. So for the second yeah. half of my life, what this this I want to do. Right. What's what's your what's what is your um, how do I say this? What is your biggest um goal is that the word what's you, what do you really hope to um accomplish or achieve as an actress please don't think i'm cheesy <clears throat> i i don't i'm not gonna think you're cheesy i, <laughs> I, mean, I if you, you didn't you answer me i might think that you're cheesy but <laughs> I, mean, I mean you can it's just it's okay because i'm gonna still say it no matter what but <clears throat> i i my goal, I, I told a, a, a coach one time who was trying to get me to do something that was beyond my boundaries. And I, I looked at him and I said, I have been trying to tell truth and a good story all of my life. I'm not about to start telling a bad one. And so my goal, I mean, I can be the bad character. But my goal is to be in productions that have a motivational like <laughs> um, message that yeah. move people to do something better with their life or to contemplate something they haven't contemplated before. Um, and so there's that. That's the story aspect. And then because I think I've been so blessed to meet so many people from so many different cultures and so enjoyed and still have their friendships and so enjoyed being with them. Um, I don't, I, my other goal is to, and this is the cheesy part, to bring joy <laughs> to wherever I am. So to bring joy to a set, because you never know what people are going through that are working that day. And so to come prepared, and professional, but, you know, bring some joy to their moments that I'm with them. So that's well, the cheesy um, you did, you, That's not cheesy, though. That's, <laughs> you know what? I, honestly, if, if the rest of the world would follow your lead, like, we, 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 we wouldn't have a lot of the, the crap going on <laughs> that's going on in the world. Yeah. So I, I have a, 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 um, an out of left field question for you. Okay. And, um, I mean, it's, 
you know, you, it's, it sounds like you have um, pretty conservative values. Um, and, and that, that doesn't necessarily fit in with um, Hollywood. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how else to say that. Um, how do you, how do you merge that how do you reconcile that with i mean because it's it's kind of two different worlds um you know how how do you how do you make that work how do you make it all gel and fit together yeah and like, that's a- would would you play the role of of satan's wife <laughs> i i probably would yeah. if the message wow. is that satan's wife is really awful <laughs> right <laughs> right like- right I want to tell right. the truth. And Satan, I mean, right. Glenn has played Satan and yes. Satan is a horrible being and he played right. it as a horrible being. That's right. telling the truth. Now, if you want to play Satan's wife as the savior of the world, then probably I wouldn't take that role. Right. But, you know, so, right. you know, it's interesting that we kind of had a, a little bit of, I'll give you two quotes. One was from yesterday okay. and I actually have it right here because. Oh, wow. Glenn, well, Glenn just said it yesterday and I ha- I wrote it down. Oh, wait. Hey, Jenny? can we stop and just say Glenn Morshower is like one of the most brilliant human beings ever to grace this planet with his footsteps? I mean, oh the guy, I, I try, and I last night I tried to sign on like late, like l- really late, and it was already over. I was like, crap, I missed the entire. I was just very, very buried in appointments yesterday, but. Um, that's, that's amazing. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just, I love to hear Glenn's quotes because they're, okay, well, I'm going to do, brilliant. I'm going to do Barry Corbin's first. He had Barry Corbin on the show, uh, on the show in class. Uh, I don't even know. Like, I think it was three years ago or something. And Bar- and I, I have it written down and Barry Corbin says, I don't work for Hollywood. I work for the people who watch the stories. And so that's, that's powerful. That's very powerful. So when you say, is there a conflict with Hollywood? No, I don't work with Hollywood. I or for Hollywood. I work for the audience. I work for the, the people who are going to receive a message. And so if the message is a good message, and I don't mean a bow at the end of the story. I'm not talking about every Hallmark film you've ever watched. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that it's, <laughs> You know, it's like the kind of stuff Glenn teaches us, right? Truth. And if it's going to be a truthful message, then bring me on board, you know? And then Glenn said yesterday, because it was about boundaries. And of course, so then that would be my boundary. If Hollywood is going, you know, I want you to tell this untruth and it's totally stupid and it's going to lead people down the path of drunkenness and, and, you know, debauchery, um, then then those are my boundaries. I'm not going to do that. And he said, Boundaries always cost you. You must be willing to pay the price. Mm. And I am not willing to pay the price of going beyond certain boundaries. And actors have different boundaries. And, you know, I'm not going to judge somebody else's boundaries, but I have to have peace tomorrow about what I did today that was said yesterday as well. And so, you know, I have to be willing to pay the price. And sometimes that means that I won't get a role because I have to say, you know, no, but I have enough confidence in, you know, my higher power, you know, in God that 
that if I meant, if he gave me this gift and he meant me to use it, then yeah. I will be given opportunities to use it. And I've got a huge family, eight grandkids, five kids, huge family. If I'm not working every week, I'm fine. I'm still busy. Yeah. You know? Wow. But I love to work. I love it. Yeah. Do you work a lot? Um, not as, I'll put it this way, not as much as I'd like. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I think there was reasons for that. This, I could tell you the last 12 months, my back, I just told you I had back surgery about uh, seven weeks ago. Wow. You know, I kind of trust that what I'm supposed to get, I get, I audition quite a bit. So I didn't get much, but grumpy old Santa. Um, and then something else in January. And then I'm doing something all next week. But I think it's because my back wouldn't have taken some of the roles that, you know, I would have yeah. been offered. So, you know, I trust, I trust that I'm going to get what I, I work hard. Uh, yeah. but I trust that I'm only going to get what I'm really supposed to have. So I'm cool. Do you do now? You, do you do commercials and stuff also? Yes. Okay. Wow. I love commercials cause you get checks like two years later for when they, when they re-up right. for another two years, it's like, Oh, surprise. <laughs> right. I like those. Wow. Right. Right. So, um, what's coming up for you? What do you got? What do you got on the, on the schedule? Anything? Yeah, it's a proof of concept, um, short it's next okay. week. Um, oh, so, you know, they'll, they'll, uh, I'm, I'm one of, there's only really four people. No, there's more than four, but I'm one of the four main characters. And, um, so you know what a proof of concept film is. They'll use that. No, okay. They'll use the producers <laughs> will use that short to prove their concept to oh, investors to create and a then hopefully length. they can either create a series or create a movie wherever whatever they're after got it wow okay that's pretty cool how how many days do you shoot for something like that well of course it depends but this particular one is going to be five days i think they're shooting wow. for six but i'm only on set for five wow that's really cool it's, it's really very fun. Cool. So that's it. That's all you have coming up. Is that, or do you have other things in the, in the hopper that you're. No, at the moment, that's it. Um, I've auditioned for some things, so we'll see if those pop up. Uh, I'll be, I'm one of, on the leadership team of um, just for registration for a content media conference that's coming up in September. Anybody who wants to come to that it's in, in uh, Weatherford, Texas. Um, so no, and then I'm hoping Grumpy Old Santa comes out and we can go to that premiere together, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I can't wait for that. Glenn says, I saved the film. <laughs> no, Which your daughter hilarious. did. I'm sorry, Glenn. I'm going to have to disagree with you. She's a she, precious. Isn't she? She's amazing. We're, we're very grateful. Patricia Geigich, who's also friends with Glenn, says what are Kimberly's hobbies when not working? What are your hobbies? Well, because I have a huge family and a huge yard, we have a, an acre. Uh, I would say my hobbies are just trying to keep the yard free of weeds. And my family, uh, I make a lot, I make homemade stuff. So when the family comes over, I make homemade pizzas and the family's probably over every wow. other week. So 
I'm pretty busy. And then I read. I really love to read. Do you? Um, I do. I love to read. I, I don't read as much as I'd like to. And I like to journal. And I like to honestly, if when I have time, it's a treat to go into my backyard with my cup of coffee and just think. You know, I don't think yeah. I have to stay busy all the time. I, it's good to think. Um, so those are my hobbies. That's awesome. That's awesome. Pretend for a moment that you are speaking to the entire world because you kind of are. You're we're, kind of we're, 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 we're everywhere right now. No pressure. Um, on, on 10 different platforms, we are live. Elon Musk may be watching on Twitter even. Um, and, and you had the stage all to yourself and you had to deliver a message to the entire world. Like it's a mess right now, I think, in a lot of ways. I think it's also a beautiful world that we live in, um, but there's a lot of issues. What would you say to inspire and change the entire world if you had a minute on the mic? That's heavy. That's heavy, man. I... I would love for the world to open their eyes and see the ordinary as extraordinary because we are put in, um, I believe God's epic story. We're here to play a very crucial role. We each are cast. If you want to put it in actor terms in a crucial role in his story. Yeah. And, um, if you can look at what he's created and who he's created and look mm. at it as if it's extraordinary, um, I think you'll, and I don't do this all the time, but I think we'll be more apt to see the truth and be less selfish because we'll be outwardly focused and looking for the extraordinary. That's it. Is that a minute? <laughs> It may have been a little less, but uh, Ron Jones is on here. He's south of Weatherford and Granbury. So, you know, when when <laughs> when you and I first met, um, this is going to sound this it's going to sound bad. It was in a hotel parking lot, and you got into my car. <laughs> That's right. No fear, and Kimberly. So Glenn, Glenn and Kimberly were going to ride with me. We were all going to dinner and, and, and Glenn's like, I'm going to ride in the Jeep and Kimberly gets in the car. She, we kind of, it just happened like really fast and she's, she's putting her seatbelt on. She looked at me and she goes, I don't even know you. You could be an ax murderer or something like that. I knew of like, you and I'd watched your show. So I know. I know. And I'm like, well, I'm not. Them. What? 
Very few exporters probably have a show, you know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, on the side. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I just, I, I remember laughing my butt off. I was, <laughs> that is so funny. Like, I've, I've never had anyone get in my car and say something like that. <laughs> it was so funny. But, you know, I'm a speaker just, of truth. It's, it's one of my I, life I words. I just needed to I know. love that, though. I, I, <laughs> I love that. I love that about you. And it will forever be my memory. My first memory of you. <laughs> you, you referring to me as an act. Uh, I don't even remember what you call, thought I might be, but it was hilarious. But um, Kimberly, you are an amazing, amazing, amazing woman. Um, the, the little bit that I got to see, um, of you and my wife said, by the way, your minute on the mic, she said that was a perfect answer. So there you go. You met my wife, you met Jill. She's lovely. So, um, you're, you're, you're amazing. And I, I think that, um, I personally, and I love the way that you, um, you, you live your, your truth, you live it. Like you don't just say it, you actually live it. And, um, and I love that about you. I, I think, I think you're an, an amazing, amazing woman. I think that of you too. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having this. I think people really benefit from your program and we had Thank a blast. You. you were fun. You were fun on we- set. We had, <laughs> we we had I had a hard time had, around you being like this somber, grumpy woman. You know, that was my character. It was I like wanted to break character all the time because of you. Thanks so much. Oh, uh, I you know I had no idea what I was doing, but um, I remember because Glenn's like, dude, just just bowl, <laughs> just bowl, and I'm like, but. Like is and well pretendable, and I'm like I don't know how to pretendable, but I I did it. But um, you know I um I think that that um there's a lot of great things in this world left for you to do, and and a great message left for you to deliver, and um I can't wait to see what what happens for you. Just remember when you become super super famous, don't forget about us little people. Right. And when I'm that famous, I can say, you know, Ken and his family have to come and be on set. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They have to be. Kimberly Gale Williams, you are a rock star. And I really, really, really appreciate you being here today and sharing your truth and your story with everyone. So um, is there a place for everyone to follow you? I'm on IMDb with Kimberly Gale Williams. You have to do the whole dad gum name because there's 10,000 Kimberly Williams. Um, So yes, on IMDb, same Facebook page is the same. Uh, I have a website. Uh, It's the same basically. (laughs) So yes, you can follow me those places. I I am on Instagram, but I really stink at it. I've got to get someone young to tell me exactly what I'm doing wrong. So um, Hopefully I get better at that this year. No, no, no more. Hopefully you're let's claim it. Okay, what do you right. want you're on your right. pizza? It's on my what pizza. What do you want on your pizza? That's right. Get better at Instagram. 
There you go. Kimberly, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on today and sharing your heart and, and love with the world. Thank you so much. And everybody, make sure you go to KimberlyGaleWilliams.com and follow her on all the socials, especially Instagram. Let's give her a really <laughs> good reason. Let's give I her a I reason. Have, like, eight pictures on there. It's ridiculous. Like, I'm serious. Like, I don't know how to use it. I, I... Well, <sighs> okay. It's my next that. thing. You've inspired me. Here's, here's, here's how, here's how we do. And here's how you do it. You go like this with your phone and you go like that with, and you take a picture of somebody wiping their nose. That's I'm what I just kidding. did. Cause I was crying earlier. You got me crying. Okay. Uh, you know, oh, I, I just tonight. I just tried to take oh, a no, picture of you again. <laughs> there, I got a picture of you laughing. So, uh, and now I'll post that on Instagram later, okay. and that's it. It's really yeah. simple. Well, and it's, it's that Facebook this, thing too, where you do the stories, and like, I'm like oh, I need to just take time to do. <laughs> you know, I think you part have of it time. Is, I think it's part of my background where it's like you know you don't need to be a center of attention so it's like they don't care what i'm doing why why do i need to do this you know i could coach you live right now on on the show Please. but i won't do that i won't well <laughs> you you if if um if you're not willing to get attention for yourself and 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 toot your own horn as my buddy grant cardone would say how in the world can you expect someone else to do it so I, I you know, take that. I receive it. You've got it. You've got to get out there. You got to put yourself out there. If you want to like, you can't change the world flying under the radar. That's true. Name one person that changed the world by flying under the radar. Yeah. Right. So right. I'm, I'm going to help you with this anyway. Well, Kimberly, you rock. Thank, Thank you. you for you being rock on too. today. And it's been, uh, we've been trying to get this thing, like we've both had to reschedule. I know. So I'm glad that we finally got you on here. So thank you again for, for being on and sharing your story. And everybody, make sure you go follow Kimberly. And um, we will see you all later. Thanks so much. Thank you, Ken. It's been a Stay pleasure. with me. Thank okay, you. I will. All right. All right. All right. Bye-bye.